Welcome to the Coastline Podcast. We exist as a church to help connect you to God and the people around you, to help you grow in your faith, and to challenge you to go into your community sharing the love of Christ. Three things, connect, grow, go. If you'd like information on what is going on at Coastline, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, or email us at hello at coastlinensb.com. Anyways, uh, after a lot today, we're starting a brand new series called Stand, which I'm really excited for. Um, I'm pumped. We're talking about what it takes for us as followers of Christ, as uh, husbands and wives. How do we continue to choose faith overall? Like, how do we stand from, how do we, how do we decide to take a stance in our faith even when life gets tough? Because it happens, right? It's not, life is not easy. But I know, based off of what we see in the Bible, based off of these stories that we've heard and these testimonies that have come through, that whenever we choose faith first, God always works it out. Amen? So today we're starting a series called Stand, and it's, uh, it's uh, based largely off of the book Daniel that's in the Bible. Uh, Daniel is a, a book in the Old Testament. It's about 12 chapters long. It's a real easy read. Uh, if you want to follow along, this is a great opportunity to, uh, for just these next couple weeks to follow along in this story and read it for yourself. You know, for me, um, when I did, um, when I first started to learn about Daniel, it was as a young age. It was like when I was a little kid, uh, my mom took me to church all the time, like anytime the doors were open. And I remember in kids' ministry, uh, the, one of the ladies taught us about Daniel in the lion's den. Raise your hand if you've heard about Daniel in the lion's den. A couple people have. If you haven't, it's no big deal. We're going to go through the story today. This is a great opportunity to learn. But back in the day, they didn't have, like, cool projectors or TVs, Right? Like, if, you, if the church was really cool, they had one of those overhead projectors. You know what I'm talking about with the little, like, lamp, like, clear thing on top of it. Yeah, it was really fun when you were a middle schooler. You, like, write Sharpie on your teacher's one of those, and they really loved that. But, um, but, yeah, so I remember back in the day, they didn't have any of that cool stuff. All they had was the flannel board. How many of you guys remember that? Is that what, it was called fan, flannel, right? Not flannel. Flannel. The flannel board. You guys, a couple of you remember that, right? Some of you millennials are looking at me, and you're like, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. Is that a different type of phone or something? What are you talking about, flannel board? Flannel board was this, like, piece of, like, cardboard that had this cloth on top of it, and these little, like, cut-out diagrams and stuff, you could stick to it, and it would just stay there. It was magic. It was super high-tech back in the day. Yeah, right up there with Velcro. I don't even think we had Velcro yet. But um, the punchline was is whenever they would tell the story, they'd bust out these flannel boards, and put, here's Daniel, and here's the lion, and here's the den. But it all had this, like, really cheesy look to it. It was like the lion kind of looked like, like a cross between Daniel Tiger and, I guess if you're a parent, you know what Daniel Tiger is, but that's like a kid's cartoon right now. But it looked like Daniel Tiger and, like, you know, something hand-drawn. It didn't really look like a tiger or a lion at all. It just looked like a little, little cartoon version of it. And so today, as we've grown past that, and as we've gotten gotten older, um, you know, I, I think it makes sense for us to read and look into this specifically and, and try to take away from this story uh, that this, from this guy, Daniel, who God really loved and God really used so much that he's got an entire book of the Old Testament that's named after him. We're going to get together and we're going to look through this and try to take away how do we continue to live a life of faith and stand firm in who God has called us to be. We're going to look at it as we 
as we uh, look into the book of Daniel. We're going to read out of chapter 6 today. That's right in smack dab in the middle of, of the book of Daniel. If you've got a Bible, you can open it to there. Uh, if you don't, you can pull out your phone and look at uh, uh, the Bible app. But Daniel chapter 6, verse 1 through 6. Uh, real quick, Joe, will you bring me that bottle of water I left? I'm sorry, dude. I'm also going to take off my jacket because I'm sweating. Hey, I'm married, so even though she's not here, I'm still married. Um, so Daniel chapter 6, verse 1 says this. says, Darius the Mede decided to divide the kingdom into 120 provinces. provinces. Let me stop there. Darius, just so you know, uh, is the king of the land at this time. Uh, Daniel is actually working uh, for Darius. We're going to find out about it, but da- you need to know that Darius is king, and he is not a Hebrew. He was not of the, of the same descendants uh, of what Daniel was. Uh, I think, I believe, I could be wrong, and so don't take it for word, but it, I, I believe he was a Babylonian, uh, which would have been a different religion, different person altogether. But he's the king at this point. So in the land, he goes and he brings in 120 provinces. Uh, these were people that he appointed as high officers to rule over each province. The king also chose Daniel uh, and two others as administrators to supervise the high officers and protect the king's interest. And so here we are. They go and and, uh, Darius splits the kingdom into 120 provinces. They have high officers uh, that are managing each one of these provinces. And then Daniel goes and him and two other guys manage all these 120 provinces different high officers, right? So he's like top of the top. He is like, uh, you know, third or fourth in line for uh, leading the, the kingdom. So it says, Daniel soon proved himself more capable than any other administrators and high officers. Because of Daniel's great ability, the king made plans to place him over the entire empire, right? Sounds pretty good, right? Daniel is doing Great. By the way, I have a vague recollection. I might have said David at some point in my sermon. If that's the case, I apologize. We're talking about Daniel today. So Daniel is doing great. God is using him in a fantastic way. God is, as he's continued to be faithful and do what God has called him to do, he has like brought him up in the ranks and provided for him and blessed him uh, and given to him uh, lots of authority and to the point where he's got favor now with the king Darius. Now, all those things sound great, right? That's what I want with, with my job, right? How many of you guys, you want blessing in your life, right? It'd be nice to receive a blessing. Uh, you want favor? Anybody here want favor with their boss? That'd be cool, right? Ah, I got to go to Costa Rica. I got to take some time off. Okay, no worries, right? That's, that'd be nice. Uh, you would want some blessing and provision. It'd, it'd be nice to have this life. And, and we see as part of the reason why Daniel has it is because he's been faithful, because he's continued to follow the teachings of the Most High God and because he's continued to to be faithful in all that God has put in front of him. Now, here's the thing. Being a follower of Christ is not always easy, right? We've talked about this many a times. Uh, Just because you're a Christian does not mean uh, that things are always great. It doesn't mean you're you're not going to go through some some tough times. Sometimes life is going to be hard. But there's something important about being faithful even in the small things. Someone told me about that this week. Faithful in the small things. And so today, I, I think there's three things that you need to know uh, in order for you to stand firm in your faith. There's three things that you need to know when it comes to your relationship with God, when it comes to your understanding of the life that you live right now. There's three things that you need to know that are going to help you stand firm in your faith. How many of you guys want to stand firm in your faith? Look at your neighbor and say, stand firm. 
So number one, the first thing that you need to know is this. You're in a battle. Look at your neighbor and say, you're in a battle. You're in a battle. Life isn't easy. Things get tough, right? Uh, the Bible is very clear uh, that, that just because you're a follower of Christ does not mean you get out of jail free card. Many times life is going to happen to you. Uh, things are going to come against you. If you're, and I would tell you even, uh, even more, if you are faithful, if, you, if your relationship with God is strong and you continue to be faithful with what he's given you and doing what he's calling you to, there's a chance that the battle you're going to go through might even be that much harder. Because I know that the enemy, the Bible says the enemy is like a roaring lion looking whom he can devour, right? He wants to come after you. He'd love to cause some division in your life from you and God. You need to know that you're in a battle. And in this case, we see clearly that as the favor of God is on Daniel's life, he's continuing to be faithful, not because he's got the favor, but because he, know who God, he knows who God is. And even when times get tough, he's going to continue to be faithful. But we see that because of the good things that are happening to him, he starts to get in a little battle of his own. Daniel chapter 6, verse 4 through 5 says this. It says, then the other administrators, that's the two other guys that share the same office as him, and the high officers began searching for some fault uh, in the way that Daniel was handling his government affairs. Because of what had happened, because that he was, uh, the, the, the king was actually talking about putting him in, t- in charge of the entire empire because of how good he was. They didn't like that, and so they came in and said, okay, how can we make this uh, go away? How can we make Daniel go away? But they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn. He was faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. So they concluded the only way and only chance of finding grounds for accusing Daniel will be in connection with the rules of his religion. Daniel was faithful. But he continued, as he continued to follow God, and as he continued to get blessed, these people were not happy with it. He was in a battle. So they continued to look into it. They said, so the administrators and high officers went to the king and said, long live King Darius. We are all still in agreement. We are all in agreement. We administrators, officials, high officers, advisors, and governors, that the one king should make a law that will be strictly enforced. Give orders that for the next 30 days, any person who prays to anyone, divine or human, except for you, your majesty, will be thrown into the lion's den. You know, I think it's funny how sometimes, like as we go through life, as we're being faithful, as God's blessing us, sometimes that same thing happens to us, right? People start looking for stuff to, to like nitpick on or to, to steal our joy on. I call them haters, Right? How many of you guys know any haters? Don't point a finger. You can just raise your hand, right? Some of us, we got some haters, right? We have some ideas of like, you know what? I think I'm going to homeschool my kids. And then some people come in and say like, you, you too dumb to homeschool your kids, right? Or you don't know what, you, got, you must have too much free time. You go homeschool your kids. Why don't you go get a job, right? You got four jobs. No one's pointing that finger at you, okay, at all. But sometimes we've got haters, right? We say, like, oh, we're going to go on a diet. Psh, you ain't going on no diet. Come on now. Saw you at the taco shack last night getting three meals because it cost them out of one. It's, it's, not, it's funny because it's true, right? It's like $7 and you get like eight pounds of food. What the heck? Haters. Many of us, we deal with haters all the time. Daniel, though, he doesn't, he doesn't care about it. He understands, you know what, I'm going to be faithful to God. That's all that matters. Sometimes people are going to hate on me. They're going to give me a hard time. But he knows he's in a battle. 
Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Mr. Dennis, I'm sorry, this is going to mess you up. It's way down at the bottom. But Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 says this. It says, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against the evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. Again, mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. This is Apostle Paul saying this. This is after Jesus. He says, hey, you need to know when it comes to life, just because you're a follower of Christ, it doesn't mean that you're not going to be in a battle. Today, if you want to make a plan, if you want to stay firm in your faith, you're going to need to know that you are in a battle. Eric and I, we've been experiencing that in, in our own life this past couple weeks. Um, Erica just, uh, I think it was maybe at the end of last week, she got a call and she said, um, I just found out that my cousin has just passed away. And weird thing, you know, cousins similar to her own, own age, maybe a couple years older. It's really, really tough to hear. It's someone that you know and have seen before and connected with and one of your peers. So as our family's coming together and they're remembering and telling stories of, uh, of, of who he was and what he did and as they're laughing together, as they, the day they come together for a funeral, they get a call that her aunt that day has passed away. They'd found out just months ago that she had a very aggressive form of cancer and on the day of the funeral uh, succumbed to it. And so on a day where they're already being hit, as things are already happening and, and, and life is tough and a storm of life is upon them, they continue to hear that the storm is not over yet. And all while this is happening, they're finding out from uh, doctors that uh, Erica's mom is dealing with some health issues of her own that are incredibly, incredibly serious. And so for one, one small family that, that are coming together to, to, to bury a cousin and a, and a nephew, they realize, you know what, even just because we follow Jesus, that doesn't mean that life is easy. We're in a battle. I would love to tell you that as a pastor, man, life is easy for me, and God just opens up every door and anything that I need and want, he just, he provides. He provides, every, he provides everything I need, and he's opened up many doors. But part of this life also is you have to go through some pain. There's some struggle that happens because that's what happens in a battle. There's an enemy that does not want you to succeed. He does not want you to connect to God. I want to challenge you to stay firm in your faith. The first thing you need to know when it comes to staying firm in your faith, to stand firm, is that you're in a battle. The second thing that you need to know when it comes to this battle is that prayer is power. Look at your neighbor and say prayer is power. Prayer is power. Daniel chapter 6 verse 10, as these guys are trying to come against him, as they, they go to the king and they say, hey, one of the things that you should do is you should put this decree in order that says that no one can pray to any God or anyone except for you for 30 days. There's no one that should be able to do it. And if anything happens, we're going to kill him. We're going to throw him into the lion's den. Well, because the king is swollen with pride at this point, obviously these guys have come in and kind of buttered him up a little bit and said nice things about him. He said, that's a great idea. Let's sign it into, let's sign it into to, as an edict. And so they put it in, and Daniel hears about it. In Daniel chapter 6, verse 10, it says this. It says, but when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with its windows open towards Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day, just as he, just as he had always done, giving thanks 
to God. Daniel goes and he hears this law that's getting passed. He says, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to stay faithful. Now, there's a couple things that Daniel could have done in this situation, right? If, if we were put our, in, our own, uh, in our own situation, if, let's say this happened today. Let's say that there was a law that was passed that says, hey, you cannot pray for 30 days, right? Well, we got a couple options, right? If we're, if we're Daniel, at this point, Daniel is like 80 years old. And God loves him because he has, he has been faithful throughout those years, and so for decades, this guy has gotten up, and it says, it says that he prayed three times a day on this, this specific day because that's what he had always done. So for as long as he could remember, he woke up each and every day, and he prayed three times a day. And so option number one is Daniel could have just said, you know what, God, we're going to take a break for 30 days. It's no big deal. I still love you. I just got to get through this. I don't, I don't want it. I don't want to heat, feel this heat, I'm going to take a break for 30 days. We're going to reconnect after 30 days, right? That, that could have been one option. That's something that Daniel could have done. He didn't do that, though, right? The second option he could have done is he could have said, you know what? You know, this, is, this looks pretty tough, um, but maybe, you know what, maybe I won't be so uh, open with this. You know, maybe I'll go into a closet or something. Maybe I won't open my windows, Maybe I'll sit there in meetings and, I, and I'll pray in my head, and I, no one will no one will know what's going on. I'm just gonna I'm gonna do this in secret. It's one of the things that he could have done. That's not what he did. He said that he was continued to stay faithful. He says because of it's something that he had already done. He continued to do it. He got into his house. He prayed three times, each and every day, and he opened up the windows. And he said, "You know what? I'm I'm." I'm fearful of God. I love God more than I care about what any of these people think. I, I believe that's what faith, being faithful is all about. At some point, when it comes to being faithful, we understand that, you know, the God we serve is bigger than the people around us, bigger than our problem. Specifically, here Daniel goes and he says, man, I, I know that, you know what, in this situation, there's power in prayer, and I'm going to be faithful, I'm going to keep praying. For some of us, the issue that you're going through the, the, the war that you're facing, the battle that you're fighting, you need to start praying about it. And, and I understand, like, I understand there's, when, when you tell people that, it's like, okay, that sounds like the Christian thing to say. But, like, what about if you got real about it? What about if you stood firm in your faith and you said, you know what? I'm going to go three times a day. And I'm going to pray about this every single day. I'm going to wake up each and every morning, and I'm going to spend the first hour and a half, hour and a half maybe it's 15 minutes. Maybe it's five minutes. I'm going to spend the first five minutes of every day, I'm going to spend time with God. I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to let him listen to me. Sometimes I'm going to pray. There's power in prayer. Daniel goes and he chooses faith first. He says, power in prayer. I'm going to keep praying. The men uh, that came against Daniel came to the king and said, King, I, we got to tell you, you know, we don't want to tell you, but your favorite person, the one that you want to put in charge of everything, is breaking the law. And since you've already signed it into law, we've got to throw him into the, the lion's den. This was something that broke the king's heart uh, because he realized he had been tricked by the law that he had written, the specific law he had written. He couldn't go back on. He had already put it into order. He had signed his name on the dotted line, and that was it. There was nothing he could do. He'd been 
tricked into doing this. And so he gave the order. He said, well, it's the law. This is what we got to do. Throw Daniel into the lion's den. Daniel, when he decided to choose to be faithful, he didn't know what the outcome was going to be. That's, that's a really powerful thing. He chose, he chose prayer. He chose the power of prayer, and he didn't know what the outcome was going to be. He said, you know what, I'm going to be faithful to God. I care more about what he thinks. I care about more who, who he is than what these people think. It says, as they threw him into the pit, it says in, in Daniel chapter 6, verse 18, it says, then the king returned to his palace, and he spent the night fasting. He refused his usual entertainment and couldn't sleep at all that night. Very early the next morning, the king got up and hurried out, of the lion, or hurried out to the lion's den. When he got there, he called out in anguish, Daniel, servant of the living God, was your God whom you serve so faithfully able to rescue you from the lions? Which leads me to the third thing I think you need to know when it comes to standing firm in your faith. First thing that you need to know is that you're in a battle. Second thing you need to know is that, that there's power in prayer. Third thing you need to know, I believe, is that right actions get God results. I believe that every time that you choose God, he's going to work it out. Every time that you choose God first, there, there's something that happens in that. You cannot be wrong. I think the God way is always the right way. Anytime I've done it in my, my whole life, it doesn't, I, know, I haven't gone, had an easy life at all. But every time I've chosen to do what God wanted me to do first, it always worked out. It didn't work out right away all the time. It didn't work out the way I thought it was going to work out. But it always worked out what was right. Daniel chapter 6, verse 21 says this, says, Daniel answered, long live the king. My God sent his angel to shut the lion's mouths so they would not hurt me. For I have been found innocent in his sight, and I have not wronged you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed and ordered that Daniel be lifted from the den. Not a scratch was found on him, for he had trusted his God. It's a big deal. They, just so you know, like, this was not, like, this is a, this is a real story in history. This is not, uh, like, a precious moment story. This is not a fun story. And these lions were real lions. They weren't like pet lions, which I, whoever has pet we need to pray for those people, pet lion people. <laughs> My gosh. And chimpanzee people. I don't, I mean, God bless them. These weren't pet lions. These were lions that they threw into a pit and they like wouldn't feed for weeks on end so that when something happened, when they had to torture someone and put someone to death, these things would have been ferocious. They would have jumped on anyone and everything that got thrown into that pit. But it said that, Daniel said that an angel of the Lord came in and closed their mouths. Some of us today, we, we might feel like we're in a pit. Some of us today might feel like, man, I, I feel like I'm getting bit on and chewed on. I feel like my, my pocketbook is just getting swallowed up. I feel like the, the health issue I'm dealing with uh, just continues to get worse and worse. And I feel like I've been getting beat up. And, and if that's you, man, I, I, I want to let you know, I'm, man, I've been there. I'm, I'm going through something similar. I don't know what you're going through, uh, but I want to let you know, like, I'm, I'm here and I want to I be praying with you and for you about what you're dealing with. Um, 
I love you enough that I want to help you through it. And God wants you to know that you're not alone. And that um, in spite of being someone who's faithful and following him, um, I, I think he, he wants us to experience paradise and peace. He's prepared a place for us to do that at some point in time. But I don't know if that point is right now. And so for the battle that you're going through, the tough things that you're dealing with, know that you're in a battle and it's spiritual. It's, it's not always physical. Sometimes you're fighting with your husband, you're fighting with your wife. It, it ain't about that. The enemy could be coming in trying to cause a little bit of distraction, some discord, some division. He doesn't want you guys together. He doesn't want you praying about it, that's for sure. But there's power in prayer. Keep praying. And it all ends. Choose what is right and what God wants, and you will see God results. I've seen that in my own personal life. At some point, Jesus says in the book of Matthew that in some of these things, we should actually find joy. This is one of his famous sermons, Matthew chapter 5. He says this, he said, God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you're my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad. This is Jesus. He said, be glad. Because there's a great reward that awaits you in heaven. And remember the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. I remember back to a time when Jesus is departing away from the disciples for the last time. And he looks at them and he says, know that I'm with you always to the very ends of the earth. You're not in this fight alone. God's here. If there's anything I can do to help, please let me know. My email is on the website. You can find me. I'll give you my phone number. That's all right. You're not alone. Keep pushing through. Stand firm in your faith. And no matter what, I know God will work it out. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. If you're here today and maybe you're battling with something, you might be losing the battle with something. You feel like you've been fighting for a long time and you can't keep your head above water anymore. Today, I want to challenge you to choose faith, to choose God first and see what happens. I will celebrate it with you in advance that God's going to work it out. But the punchline is you have to be the one to stand firm and say, God, your way is the best way. So if you're here today and you're dealing with a battle, you're dealing with a struggle, and you need to take a step of faith, I want to challenge you. Take it towards Christ. And as you think about what that thing is you're battling with, as you accept, Lord, I want to do this your way, not my own way. I want you to release it to him. I just want you to put one hand up. As you do this, you're saying, God, you know what I'm battling with. You know what I'm struggling with. You know what I feel like I'm losing against. As I lift this hand up, I release it to you. Show me what to do. 
recognize this more than we are in a battle. And so right now we're going to pray for it. So if you raised your hand up, I want you to uh, connect your, your hearts with mine as we pray to our Heavenly Father. God, you know exactly what we're battling and what we're struggling, what we're dealing with. I pray that you would have your way. We surrender it to you. We've tried to work at it our own selves. We've made plans. We've made promises. But ultimately, God, we know that you have the real power. So I pray that as we continue to follow you, that you would show up in this, that you would deliver us, that you would free us, that you would help us, that you would protect us, that you would have your way. And God, we commit that as tomorrow starts, as we leave here today, to take steps of faith in you, to put our faith into action, to not hide, but to be bold, to stand firm. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.